Shapiro. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Brad Shapiro with Ultimate Health. We're excited that you guys could join us today. We've got a very special show. But before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and give you the standard disclaimer. Please understand that we're not trying to treat you over the airwaves. So if you do have a health care concern or if we talk about anything that sparks your interest, please seek out the health care provider of your choice. Whether it's chiropractor like myself, physical therapist, medical doctor, massage therapist, dentist, whatever the case may be, please seek out the health care provider of your choice. Well, with that said, we'll go ahead and roll into the show. Super excited. We've got a great panel. Again, this is our second show on COVID. So if you guys can remember, I think it was back in November we did our first show. And this is our second show. So we're excited to hear from this panel. Um, it's the same panel that we had on the first show, minus my beautiful wife, Melissa. Uh, she felt like she said everything she wanted to say on the first show. Um, but we have Senator Janice Bowling with us. Good morning. It's so good to be here. Yes, glad you're here for sure. We've got Dr. Jerry Anderson with us. Hello. And we've got uh, Keith Hayes with us. Hello. All right. So with that, I guess we'll just kind of roll right into it. Um, you know, maybe we can start with just, uh, you know, everything that we've kind of seen in the, in the last, um, or I guess since the last show or since the beginning of, of COVID. Um, but it's been it's been a uh, it's been a very confusing type of situation. Um, I tell people that a lot of times trying to discover what's going on with COVID, you have to basically be a, an investigative reporter. You know, really mm -hmm. try to dig into things. But um, but what do you guys think? Well, uh, thank you for having this opportunity for us to get together and talk again. Because sometimes the more things change, the more they remain the same. And for those of us in the real world who never looked at this so much as a pandemic as we have to come to call it a scamdemic. Yes. Uh, it has really been an exercise in manipulation, and the scripture says manipulation is akin to witchcraft, so we yes. are to stay away from manipulation. Yes. Unless it's spinal manipulation. <laughs> Unless by, it's by, by a qualified chiropractor. chiropractic yes. physician. Yes. yes. But, but what we really need to do in everything in all of our ways is seek his truth and to seek those things that make sense medically, scientifically, because he is the creator. Yes. And he put us together wonderfully and marvelously. Amen. And, and so when we look and see what the shots were and were not, now a lot of the things we said last fall uh, has become common knowledge Yes. that the shots were never a vaccination. The shots were always prophylactic at best. And now they have discovered, and Dr. Peter McCullough had just done an article on this, that the mRNA actually does do a reverse transcription in the DNA and becomes part of the, of the cells of people who have actually had the shots that are, in particular, I think they were looking at the Pfizer shot. So in short, what that means is they're starting to show now that that changes your DNA. You know, the shots, the vaccine mm -hmm. literally changes your DNA. And that's one of the things for me clinically is I've had several patients that they were very regular, say, with their menstrual cycles. Mm -hmm. I've had several women that would have their periods every single month like clockwork. And some of these women have not had a period in over a year since they got the shot. Oh. Um, so my heart really goes out to the parent that has to have that conversation with their child that, you know, hey, we were doing the best thing we, we knew to do and we were trying to protect you. Um, but because of the shot, um, you can't have kids. I mean, I, I think that's a real possibility. I'm not saying that's a, mm -hmm. a definite or we know for sure. But um, 
I hate the thought of uh, you know changing the DNA because it's going to affect so many things, including uh, the ability for for some of these kids to have their own kids one day. Exactly, it's exactly, and um, so I guess you know I'll just start this, and then of course Keith Hayes and Dr. Jerry Anderson are here to <clears throat> and you to chime in. But I just wanted to say that uh, the truth is becoming more and more visible for those who have eyes to see. Yes, and many of us saw it early on. I know I make little notes in the margin of my Bible, and in uh, April of 2020, I said, this is a biological, political, psychological, and economic warfare. Yes. Asymmetrical warfare, in, and I believe, unfortunately, it's certainly from communist China, which is not a big surprise, but the real horror of You're it. With our it, help. With the help of Dr. Anthony Fauci, the FDA, and also the other um, people that are part of the swamp. And that's both sides of the aisle. Yes. In D.C., that's both sides of the aisle. Yeah, and so, I think that's a very important point. Mm -hmm. I really do. Yeah. Doc, I would hate to tell my kids that uh, I made the best decision for them when the best decision was about 99.2% that they weren't going to have anything happen to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd hate mm -hmm. to know that I put something in their body. Yeah. Point oh eight percent of a risk. Statistically, it was a zero risk. Yeah, that's a right. zero risk statistically, and the children, uh, when when they were not going to be negatively impacted unless they had severe comorbidities, mm -hmm. and anybody with a severe comorbidities was um, almost more susceptible to the shot than to treating now and treating COVID. And what was the protocol, and still in, in many instances is the protocol in the United States, is to wait until the symptoms are severe before they're treated. If they are treated immediately with ivermectin, with budesonide, with, with uh, the different um, hydroxychloroquine, there were several early treatments that were very, very beneficial. Yes. Unfortunately, the later treatments that hospitals received additional monies from and I'm working with a lady who has done the research and she has the papers and the numbers and the facts and the figures. 20% uh, uh, over the base cost of the hospitalization if they put the patient on remdesivir and a ventilator. Um, and so there's a financial incentive. A financial incentive for the Absolutely. patient to die. For the patient to die. Unprecedented. That's unprecedented. It is. It is to have a financial incentive like that. And one of the things I hear, uh, Dr. Anderson, when I hear about, um, you know, being proactive with ivermectin or whatever else, is I just hear the good old-fashioned preventative maintenance, mm -hmm. something that we've been screaming from the rooftops since Moses lost his sandals. <laughs> what, well, what are your thoughts? I, I learned a new word. I guess I should have remembered or should have known this word from Robert F. Kennedy, Jr., miasma. And it refers to uh, a form of health care, of healing, that's based on natural immunity. Mm -hmm. In other words, uh, staying healthy, doing things in your lifestyle that keep you healthy or return you to health. Yes. A holistic approach to, to health care. Yes. And um, apparently, in, in his book, incidentally, so that you get my source here, it's called The Real Anthony Fauci. And then under Bill Gates, Big Pharma, and the Global War on Democracy and Public Health, Robert F. Kennedy, Jr., 
New York Times best-selling author and part of the children's health defense. Anyway. Can you say that one more time, Doc? And, and the reason I say that mm -hmm. is, is one of the uh, constructive criticism, criticisms that we got after the first show was people were hoping that we would point out our references, right. you know, to tell people where we were getting the information. Right. And that book is a great resource. This, uh, there are other sources I can quote this morning I, I brought, but this is sort of the, the go-to book, The Real Anthony Fauci. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, by Robert F. Kennedy, Jr. It's very well cited, very very well referenced. It's a he's great, great it. book. He's got it. This, this is a real gift to anybody that wants to get a tremendous insight into not just Anthony Fauci and the tentacles that he had into virtually every aspect of healthcare, but this tends to explain the unexplainable, things that went so long. And let me give you a personal. In chiropractic, uh, I think it was 1993 or so when um, HHS did a study on low back pain, and they found that the number one most effective treatment was chiropractic. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. but they said that physical therapy in those days uh, was very expensive and um, like a Band-Aid, that muscle relaxants and painkillers likewise, pretty abysmal failures compared to chiropractic. We thought, holy mackerel, the sky is going to open up. Things are going to change. Well, in, in Kennedy's book here, he talks about there is one person who has been a blockade to anything, any form of treatment, non-drug, and that includes acupuncture, nutrition, yes. holistic health care, and chiropractic, has been Anthony, Anthony Fauci. Fauci. And that's a key component, um, just to paint a picture for the listeners. You know, from an integrity standpoint, every doctor has to know what the best treatment option is for every type of scenario. So if it's low back pain, you have to know what the best treatment option is. And then you have to, have to either be able to match that or exceed it, or you're, you're obligated to make a referral. You know, and so that's a really important thing. If we know that chiropractic is the best option for low back pain, then there should be an obligation to get those patients to a chiropractor to get a, get a chiropractic adjustment. Just like if we know that something else is the best treatment for a condition, we have an obligation to try to get the patient in that direction. Does but, that make sense? Yes, mm -hmm. but this raises the question as to why, how, how could Fauci possibly do this? The book explains, mm -hmm. Fauci's tentacles reach into every medical school, every research project, and suddenly if you fall out of favor with Dr. Fauci, then your money that you're depending on for your research or for your uh, medical department or whatever, it's gone. Not only that, but if you're singled out, Fauci could end your career. Yes, as he did. Yeah, there were many. Yeah, because y'all there were several who were killed. You're missing the point. Where, where would the money be in that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a whole. It's a, it's a whole lot easier to get everybody hooked on pain pills, right? Yes. Right. I mean, the the uh, you know. Outside of COVID alone, how, how many people did we kill with pain pills? Yeah. And that, that lawsuit's already being settled for pennies on the dollar. Pennies yes. on the dollar. And pennies guess, on and the guess dollar. what happens to the money that comes to the state? We put it in treating people who are addicted, and guess what they're treated with? Other opioids. Yeah. So I think the big pharma is laughing all the way to the bank. They've created the problem, and now there's the solution by increasing the problem. And that's where the money is going that comes into the state of Tennessee. Um, it, I voted against that and, and yeah, I, because I just cannot believe that we would turn around and reward the pharmaceutical industry 
and the makers of opioids. And last year in Tennessee, <coughs> the deaths for overdoses in opioids rose from 2,000 the year before to 3,127. So it's on the uptick. Well, so, I, run a, I run a company, and we, we do a random drug test. Most of you know Viam Manufacturing, and 12%, 12% of our work population failed the drug test every month. Wow. And uh, so I talk with every single employee when they uh, when they're on their last day of the plant, which would mean that they failed their drug test. And uh, I'm going to say 95% of them will say it all started with prescription painkillers. Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you the crazy thing is they will all tell you that meth or heroin is not as hard on you as prescription pain pills. Wow. Well, that, it's been a while since I've looked at this, but I know at one point, 80% of people that struggled with addiction, it started with painkillers. Mm -hmm. You know, that really is the gateway for this stuff. And, and, and many of those are our veterans yep. with uh, PTSD. And lo let me just share, and we won't get off on this, but it's tangential because we are talking about health mm -hmm. and what actually helps to heal the body and, more importantly, helps the body to heal itself. Yes. Because we have an incredible immune system yes. that God created and put in us, and, and we can assist it or we can work against it. And oftentimes the toxins that are in the pharmaceutical products work against our own body. Oh, and that God. tells you on the bottle if you bother to read. Yeah. But what uh, a legislation that I've been carrying for several years, once I did the research, I was no, no, absolutely no until I did the research on medical cannabis. Medical cannabis is now used in 38 states. It's legal in 38 states. It's legal through the Rohrabacher Amendment, which is added to the omnibus budget of the, of the federal government every year since 2014. And the program has to be intrastate, which is wonderful. That means the state has to have the regulatory oversight from seed to sale. The state has to determine, uh, you know, all the conditions of the product, and the state has to be the one then that gives out the licenses for growing, does the checking to make sure there are no heavy metals. There's all these precautionary things that take place when the intrastate is responsible. Plus, there's a fiscal note, a positive fiscal note of $24 million, which people who are involved in the industry said, Senator Bowling, it would be a hundred million if it would be a penny, because then the people of Tennessee could become part of that clean energy. And these are DEA statistics. Never a death from an overdose in medical cannabis. Never. And they have now discovered the receptors for medical cannabis. And, and you'll have to help me with that because I'm dyslexic, as I told you earlier. And the agonist or the antagonist, which, which one is the opioid? I think the uh, the antagonist. The, I think mm -hmm. it is Thank the antagonist, and and medical cannabis is the agonist. It's the reverse. It's the opposite. Uh, endocannabinoid system was discovered by Dr. Raphael Meshulam in Israel in 1982 and in 19, uh, 1988 and in 1992, and the the systems that are receptors are the central nervous system, which gives tremendous neurological impact, the uh, peripheral nervous system, and the immune system. Okay. So those that is a product that every time I've carried it, um, the big pharma industry has killed in Nashville. Let me tell you, Janice, you know I love you, but when you say interstate, I'm assuming you're talking about the government. <laughs> no, I have no. very low trust in the government no. regulating anything. Well, it, it does. It has to be within the state of Tennessee. 
and uh, not the federal government. That's the point of it. If you cross the state no, line, you you are actually so. Um, we need to make sure that the people we elect in Tennessee are listening to the people and listening to science and listening to medicine and not becoming part of the problem rather than part of the solution. Sure. As a chiropractor, I would recommend that you go to a chiropractor and see if your pain problem can be solved with nothing <laughs> right. except a good oh, adjustment. I would agree. Yes. In our program in, in the drug testing, I have removed six people from the drug testing because, and they are using, of course it's not medical marijuana because it's not proved here, mm -hmm. but they're using a, a form of THC, not, not normally in the oil base. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them has lupus, one mm -hmm. of them has MS. Yeah, uh, neurological. One of them is a veteran that has PTSD, mm -hmm. and all of them are having amazing results. Amazing results. Mm -hmm. It's, it's um, my bill that I carried last year was passed in the state of Alabama. They saw it online. The doctor that was the director wow. of the Department of Neurology at UAB uh, saw my bill online, and he had been using a grant from the state to treat people uh, with issues, neurological issues, with with um, medical cannabis. Hmm. And so it was a you know a close study, and he had called the legislators and said, "We've got to make this legal in Alabama. There is too much positive indication that this is working, and it's not addictive." You cannot overdose, and it works. I mean, what's wrong with that? And that's a lot of what we're looking for, I think, with all the options is from a risk management mm -hmm. standpoint. Yes. You know, what, what's going to yield the best results and the least risky? And that a sounds like a great option. Point, a wonderful point Keith made earlier before we got on the air talking about this, um, about would you want to be the one to tell your child you made the best call mm -hmm. Yeah. when mm -hmm. it comes to a vaccine that <coughs> very high risk? No, I think no. I think that's mm -hmm. huge. Very high. Very risk. very little need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, but anyway. Thank you for getting us back on topic. Yes, oh, yes, yes. No, no, for sure. And one thing I want to touch on too that Keith mentioned was the economics of all this. Mm -hmm. um, if you guys don't mind, let's talk about like the money that's oh, been goodness. generated from COVID. <laughs> Everything from the vaccine manufacturers to yes. you know, it's Anthony Fauci or whoever. Oh, I yeah. think what Janice said. You know, I think on our last radio station. Um, I think we thought the estimate given to the hospitals for for a COVID patient was somewhere around thirty to forty thousand. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the truth has finally came out about that, and it you know it's upwards of a quarter of a million dollars. Twenty percent of the total bill. Yeah. Wow. And and I think that when they put you on the ventilator, because it takes six people to take care of you, not not one nurse. You know, there's just all sorts of cost incurrences when they put on a ventilator, and a ventilator is a last resort uh, for people, but it, but it never ends well. No. It's rare, rare that people have survived it. And I do know of a couple of people who have. Mm -hmm. they, they were greatly negatively impacted, um, and particularly if they combined the vent with remdesivir. Because mm -hmm. in 2020, when remdesivir, which is also emergency use authorization, but you see, you're not, you have indemnity if the patient takes an emergency use authorization, but they're not giving you full disclosure. They're not explaining to you that this is an experimental drug. No, they're not really asking. No, they're yeah. not asking. They're not <laughs> That's explaining. That's a great point. They're, they're giving it. And Dr. Fauci, one of the things that was done, and you may, it was D Dole and Senator Dole, and I can't remember the other senator, 
who passed legislation 40 years ago at least that when they were there that uh, allows the FDA people, the NIAIH, Fauci, to get profits from the drugs that they approve. Wherever have you seen such a thing that they control what's going to get approved and they are able to buy into that particular drug and they are able to get millions if not billions and it's more billions of dollars and then Fauci doles P. those out mm. oh, trillions trillions, trillions. Yeah. Well, I would say you're right yeah. so I, I mean say. to paraphrase that's you know for the listeners what we're saying is there's a financial incentive to recommend remdesivir over other options like an ivermectin or mm -hmm. something like that what you have just said is cited in the real Anthony Fauci yep. the book the yes. real Anthony Fauci by Robert F Kennedy Jr. Mm -hmm. Yes. Fauci's connection to remdesivir, his advocacy of it, and his ability he, to make money from it. They yes. had explained to him the dangers and the inflammatory processes and what it was doing to the kidney, and then it was shutting down all the major organs. All of that was clearly explained. He ignored it all and promoted it and, used, and said that it should be used, and he has been getting profit from it with every death. That's a, those are strong words. It, well, it's the and truth. And never in America, they are. It is the truth. Yeah. And and you're not going to get free from this uh, gubernatorial dictatorship, tyranny, um, Marxism that we've been subjected to in the last um, since January of of 2020. Chance, you know it's crazy though. I, I, Dr. Spear and I were having breakfast and. Uh, it's it's interesting. So you know, I talked about fear the last time. Yes. Um, I, I've never seen COVID made me realize fear is the greatest motivator on the earth. And um, and and you know, I I said it when the when the Bible Belt shut down. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's how strong fear is. Yes. Uh, mm. you, you're yes. talking about we as Christians. Um, everybody believes you're going to heaven, which is a better place, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're, mm -hmm. you're better off to be in heaven than mm -hmm. you are on the earth. Right. Uh, w we believe the good Lord to heal, right? Right. Uh, but we shut down church. <laughs> uh, and, and, and that's fear at the core. Um, and when it happened here in the Bible Belt. Yes. But the crazy thing is, I still, I was telling Dr. Spill, I go to church, and, and, and there's no doubt in my mind these are Christian, God-fearing people. But you still see them with, with a mask, uh, yeah. which is doing nothing for no, you. No, it, 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 it is doing something. you're mowing your grass. It, it, it's doing something. It's harming you. Yes, that's right. Actually, because my doctor, my the carbon monoxide has increased, and my doctor told me in March of 2020, Janice, I have chronic bronchitis. He said, don't you ever put a mask on. These masks are useless. Remember they said we had to use an N95, and then all of a sudden it could be a Tennessee Strong made out of sock material. If you had, if you had two of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then put on yeah. two or three. Mm -hmm. And this is what he said. It decreases your oxygenation. Yes. It um, suppresses your immune system. It can cause fungal pneumonia, bacterial pneumonia, and it's about as effective as putting up a chain link fence to keep out mosquitoes. Yeah, I would. It's absurd. It's medically what, absurd. It's just crazy to me. Um, the, you, you know, I was telling my wife that, that, that people are talking about changing the constitute. I mean the uh, the uh, national anthem. National anthem. Yep. And uh, you know, I'm all for it because <laughs> it ends 
with the home of the brave. Mm -hmm. We're not the home of the brave. We're the home of the afraid now. Oh. And, and, and I'm just telling mm -hmm. you, I'll say it again. If they ever got a blueprint on how to kill us all, mm -hmm. it was with COVID. Mm -hmm. Because, number one, we know it came from China. There's a lot of debate going on right now about, you heard a lot about bats, but I think it's more related to snakes now. Yes, if you've ever been that. to China, which I have, yes. they eat a lot of snakes. Yes, they do. Um, the, um, hmm. That's a great point. Yeah, it, it's... it's uh, they have but, but look, venom. every one of us, not every <laughs> one of us, none of us here, I don't think, but we're wearing masks, which 90% of those are made where? In, in China. China. And, and. <laughs> the, the thing that for a respiratory virus that we let them stick up our nose yeah. came oh, from yeah. where? China. China. <laughs> but, but, but I have to say this. They could kill us all. It's the ultimate I, business model. I have, yeah. It's yeah. the ultimate. I have a yeah. box that I carried around when everyone was wearing the mask and I was not. And I would get hate letters and I would get people just glaring at me and, and I would smile and say, bless your heart. But the deal with that, the boxes that they came in, made in China, prohibited for medical use on the box. Yes, that's right. As they passed them out. And think of the landfills, the gutters, the streams that are clogged with all those little blue pleated masks. And that was on the box, for prohibited. The, for the people who are worshiping the idea of the vaccine, um, let me read you a quote from Dr. Robert Malone, hmm. the guy who developed the mRNA technology yes. that led to the vaccine. Now, he discussed on Laura Ingram, this is on January the 3rd, this past January, so the take note of this, everybody. January the 3rd, we're yeah. giving you the reference. 2022. 2022. Uh, the heading I wrote down, tightly fitted surgical mask, medical grade. Uh, you only get about a seven, uh, let's see, seven to ten range. He said that's in the range of measles, meaning we're all going to get infected, regardless mm -hmm. of mess. But he goes on to say, uh, Omicron is like a Christmas gift in terms of, of being like a vaccine meaning it's unlikely to hurt or kill, but instead may work like a vaccine. Then Laura asked him about Anthony Fauci with regard to Fauci's statement supporting the CDC, a private organization, by the way. Yes, folks. it is. CDC's management endorsement of cloth's mass effectiveness against COVID. Quote, Tony has no integrity. He lies all the time. And this was somebody that knew him personally very yes. well. Me and my peers have been watching this for decades. And we just shrug our shoulders and shake our heads and say, ah, that's Fauci. <laughs> this is from Dr. Robert Malone, we, developer yes, we of have the to. mRNA vaccine. And I have met him personally, and I've met uh, Dr. Ryan Cole, Peter McCullough. There have been several that we have had come to Nashville to give testimony. The most uh, embarrassing thing for the state of Tennessee is when these doctors were flown in at the expense of a lot of local Tennesseans in order for them to give testimony, and they have expert testimony. Yeah. They are credentialed incredibly well. These are men of integrity, yeah. not to be and confused, courage. and courage, because they have been abused yes. and, and, and ridiculed and all of this because, let's go back to foundational there. This is FDA rules, if you want to look these up. <clears throat> it is illegal to use any of the EUA products, experimental. if experimental products, the emergency use authorization, they're experimental. It's illegal to use them, always has been, if there exists an FDA product 
that can be used to treat a therapeutic. A therapeutic. And early on, these doctors who were looking for ways to treat this quote-unquote unprecedented virus that initially we were lied to and told it came from bats in a wet market, then they lied more, then they lied more, then they had to be confronted with the fact that it actually was partially paid for by U.S. tax dollars for the gain of function in China, in Wuhan, where most of those activities take place. And, by the way, yeah. where most of our FDA-approved medications come from, are you aware that 85% of, of the United States medications come from Communist China? Absolutely. And 90%, but the real tragedy that was in the... Um, the uh, American Legionnaire magazine, February of 2021. Mm -hmm. I wasn't prepared. That, I'm <laughs> drawing this from my, my memory here, but uh, I didn't realize that people had called in and wanted to make sure, but, and I'm glad to do that. That's a good thing. To yes, do. yeah. But in that magazine, uh, it was talking about the fact that American veterans and American troops, 100% of their medications come from Communist China because they were the low bid. Man, when did oh, you man. ever allow your enemy yeah. to dose your troops and your veterans? Well, you know, but I, I mean, you, you're going to be there in your food stream for long. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, the, the narcotics or, or whatever come there, I get that. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't get it, but I get it. Um, yeah. But they're fixing on the food supply. I mean, they're buying up our land. They are. Go, go to China. You can't. We have a facility in China. We we can't own the land in China. Right. They can come here and buy all. The, you know, next to Bill Gates, who is the largest agricultural landowner, I believe, in the United in States, the United States. At, at 250,000 agricultural acres, the Chinese are number two. You know where huh. Bill Gates comes from? Washington State. Uh, I was led to believe. I guess by media years ago that he was just a poor struggling college student who came up <laughs> brilliant computer guy. No. Well, it was a family connection that yes. put his software that Tucker Carlson said was pretty crummy software made him billions. Mm. And his family connection to Planned Parenthood mm -hmm. and so on. This ties into this is Kennedy's book, The yeah. Real Anthony Fauci that I'm citing here. He's talking about how Gates and Fauci have been partners in a partnership for around 20 years, mm -hmm. and how vaccines distributed to African kids, mm. yeah, experimental vaccine, was also not just for its stated purpose of preventing malaria and so on. There was a birth control experiment in there. Sure. These, these kids end up, ended up, according to the real Anthony Fauci, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., yes. unable to bear children because of these vaccines. Now, take it or leave it, that's what it says in the Kennedy book. Well, yes. also, there were 500,000 young women in India, the mm, south yes. of India. Right, you are. And in, in the south of India, they were given uh, a shot that was supposed to have been for one thing. In fact, it sterilized all 500,000 young women. Man. Isn't that why they're... Actually, they weren't young women. They were girls. Yeah. Yes. There's a difference with the distinction. Yes. Sure, yeah. Yes. I believe is it true? I think this is true. How do you know that? There, there were articles in here. Oh, and there were a, a woman. 
Oh, oh, I listen. The SCOTUS, but let me let me share it and I will get off a rabbit trail really quickly. Yeah. I was I was carrying legislation <clears throat> that simply said in Tennessee that we would allow common law marriage, which is God instituted. Common sure. law marriage existed before the United States of America existed, before um, England existed. I mean, that is something that you see, and you know a man and a woman, and they come together, and then they bear children, and that's the foundation of our society, the family. Yeah. And so when the family is attacked, the very warp and wolf of our foundation is being attacked. In 2015, with Obergefell, in Tennessee, there was one case that was before Obergefell. There were six cases altogether. The case from Tennessee said that a lesbian couple who had married in another state, that Tennessee would have to give reciprocity to that state and recognize that same-sex marriage. It didn't say Tennessee had to perform them. It didn't say anything. Those were rulings on other states. It did say that Tennessee had to recognize our Constitution in Tennessee, and I believe it's Article 18. If it's not 18, it's 16, but it is 16 or 18. And our Tennessee Constitution states that marriage is between a man and a woman. And, and so my bill essentially said if a man, which is a male over the age of majority, as you were just alluding to, and a woman, which is a female over the age of majority. The age of majority in Tennessee is 18. If they uh, want to marry, then a preacher can marry them, but it's the vow that makes the marriage because the state did not create marriage. You yes. should love this, Keith. The state did not design marriage nor create marriage, and it is a natural right to marry. God gives you that right. But, Amen. but you know, Janice, and, and, and uh, j just to argue with it, just mm -hmm. a hair, mm -hmm. um, marriage is so entangled legal-wise that it's hard to say it's just a vow because y you can't give legal rights. Uh, if you and I were not legally married, I can't have and, legal say into your death rights. And but you didn't read my my bill because that's exactly the point of the bill you can have the common law okay. marriage without being licensed and former governor haslam and the, his attorney general slatery the day of the obergefell sent word to all the county clerks in tennessee they had to change the marriage license in tennessee which was not part of the ruling and not required by law it went from bride groom parent of the bride parent of the groom to bride bride party one, party two, groom, groom, party one, party two, parent one of party one of, I mean, it became ridiculous. <laughs> and so, but a pastor, if they marry someone with that license, they have to sign it. They have to fix their name to that legal document that's signed at the time of the wedding. And many pastors came to us and said, in good conscience, we can't do that. That does not represent what we believe. It's a right of conscience, which is guaranteed in the Tennessee Constitution. So my bill said that the state would prepare a contract of civil marriage, that if, once you have the common law marriage, you go to the county clerk, you pay your 
you show her your photo ID, you swear to her that you are those two people and, that's, and that you were married, then you get that civil document that is filed in the Office of Vital Records. So it gives you that legal paper trail of a, of a God right. That is an amazing point. Let me interject something somewhat different. That you, you may like this line. The world is all a Twitter with Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. Yeah, we hope. Right. But, but anyway, yeah, this, you, look who has, who is coming to the rescue of Twitter. Yes. Saudi Arabia. Other foreign <laughs> entities coming. Oh, wait a minute. They don't want free speech in America? Which that's... Oh, my. Right, that's I was right. going to transition that's that right. at some point. Oh, oh, How yes. does all this feed into to free speech? Um because, you know, you were referencing some of the uh, frontline doctors, mm -hmm. you know, McCullough. And mm -hmm. yeah. one of the things I was saying from the very beginning is you have people with equally strong credentials mm -hmm. on all sides of this argument, which is fine. Right. But unless doctors were going along with the, the mainstream message, they were shut down on Twitter or Facebook or the media or their careers were threatened. But how, how does all this fit into to free speech and just uh, what well, have we seen in the last two plus years? Let me kick this in real quick. It's one of the frontline doctors. I know him personally. I went to one of his seminars, David Brownstein. Dr. Brownstein practices in Detroit. Well, this was early in the pandemic. I guess it was just a month after a pandemic. And, and the official line was, oh, it'll get bad enough and then send him to the hospital for ventilator and remdesivir. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, Brownstein says, wait a minute. We have been holistically treating viruses for decades yes, right. with uh, food-grade hydrogen peroxide and Lugol solution iodine in a, a nebulizer-type uh, setting. They didn't lose a single patient. Yeah. They did have one patient that had to go to the hospital, but he made it through, too. Yeah. But here's what happened. Brownstein started talking about, hey, listen, nobody knows what to do. People are terrified in a panic. So here's something that might help. It's very unlikely to hurt. Yep. It may help. Guess what he got? Hmm. They got a letter from the, uh, I think, Federal Trade Commission yep. saying, you keep talking about this, and we will prefer criminal charges yes. against you. Yes. Man, well, oh, man. What, what sense does that make? Well, it does when you are trying to suppress therapeutics so that you can use an experimental use authorization you, you got and it. so money it goes back to what you already said yeah all of this was rooted in anthony fauci the fda bill gates who was part of the pfizer and moderna yeah and uh and now johnson and johnson um was the it's a one shot mm -hmm. shot yeah and mm -hmm. and it came <laughs> closer to being an actual vaccine, even though it wasn't yeah. a vaccine either. But Moderna and Pfizer were never vaccines. They no. were always quote-unquote therapeutics, prophylactic, that might decrease one to two of the three main symptoms. I tell people, I mean, this was just never about health. It was, never it, it was about always health. focused on vaccines, mm -hmm. masks, cool. and... Yeah. Uh, experimental. Experimental, but, yeah. But this is, and this and again, is kind yeah, that's of where we are right now. Yeah. We're finding out that, in fact, the reverse transcription of the RNA, the mRNA and the DNA, they were, why were they wanting, why were they so... Um, consumed with everyone getting that shot if they knew well, it wasn't going to prevent the treatment and if they knew that if they waited long enough yeah they would have to go 
to the hospital. But what, let me share this, and I'm going to hear what you're about to say, Terry. Mm -hmm. the, the whole deal with this engineered virus mm -hmm. was the spike protein had been grafted in to a coronavirus. The, the carrier is the common coronavirus. Mm -hmm. I know someone who personally was involved with the head of a department and, and I'm, I'm giving you enough information to let you know, I'm know what I'm talking about. But this is nothing that was publicly done. This was private conversations. So I'm not going to give you the exact, but it was a woman who's the top virologist, one of the top virologists in the United States of America. Wow. And she's a very liberal <clears throat> woman. But she told her staff, the dumbest thing anybody could do is chase a coronavirus. It morphs every 10 hours. Yeah. You will never catch up with a coronavirus. I will not take that shot. I can't think of anything that's less scientifically and medically indicated. I would tell people is it's she still full liberal. <laughs> uh, I don't know at this point she might have seen the light because when people who really know to the degree that she knows, here's the bombastic assertions being made by people pushing the shot for experimental and monetary reasons. Yes. And the experiment, I'm concerned, is still not over. I, I mean, that's, that's one of my major concerns is just, and Keith said it in the, in the first show, we're really not going to know who's right or wrong for about five plus years. And there's a, but we're already seeing you know, how a lot of this is playing out. Yes. Um, but I was telling people in the, in the beginning, it's fool's gold to think you can run from a virus. Right. And a lot of it that's comes right. back to what you were saying with how right. many... You know, how often the variants yes. come out and yes. how quickly it morphs and it's just that's not a that's not a realistic strategy but the We're, christmas present of the omicron is that it's down mostly to the corona now and all the variants are and it actually does give you immunity it's the strongest immunity because it's now in the form mm -hmm. of the natural immunity natural required immunity. from having had it yep i've got another great line <laughs> there's only one thing worse than fake news and that's fake science Oh, yes. Yes. And yes. Kennedy in the real Anthony Fauci, yes. uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., talks about the manufactured results. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, making the science, bending it a little bit so it produces the outcome that you want, the yes. statement you can make. But there's something that happened. There was a therapeutic that a lot of people need. Vitamin D. Yes. D3. Yes. yes. And in <clears throat> in I think it was May 2020. Northwestern University Medical School, write this down folks, Northwestern University Medical School did research, data research, 10 countries mm -hmm. worldwide to, for the common denominator. What was the common factor associated with death and damages from the coronavirus? Vitamin D deficiency. Yes. Now, there's a... 80%, yeah. I believe it was. Yeah. An interesting cross-check on this. Uh, who is deficient in vitamin D? The elderly. Yes. A lot of elderly people dying. And also dark-skinned people. Skin, dark you got it. Dark-skinned people. people. Color. They yep. don't manufacture. And guess what? When you age, you don't develop vitamin D as efficiently as you did when you were young. And so, oh, don't you dare go outside, says Gretchen Whitmer, gov <laughs> so-called governor of Michigan. <laughs> oh, don't you dare. Stay inside and wear that mask. You know, and even indoors, you know, don't let us catch you without that mask. You know, this sort of thing. But, folks, there's one thing that will kill you faster than anything, and that's panic. Yes. Oh, fear. And there, there fear. was, there was fear-induced fear. mm -hmm. when, when this began. Yes. My morning Rotary Club, we were handing out masks, and I think at that point in time, mm 
mm-hmm. you're trying everything you can think of, and if it helps reduce panic, that's good. But when you follow the science, as Janice was quoting, Senator Bowling was quoting a while ago, yes. you modify your, your actions a little bit. And maybe if you're around somebody who's had a kidney transplant or you just want to prevent a cough or a sneeze yeah. or yeah. something like that, from, yes. then, yeah. But anyway, you said it very well, well though, earlier. One, one of the things you brought up... Um, too, Doc, is just the, the fake science and the fake numbers. Uh, yeah. And this was actually something Keith and I were talking about. Because um, one thing that's interesting about COVID is it's affected so many things, including the economy and the workforce. Oh, yes. But Keith was talking about how, you know, it's coming out that unemployment's down. But it just doesn't no make sense. Let, let me share this last night. And I there's laughed no way those numbers out loud. It said 3.8% on the news in out of Nashville, Tennessee yesterday. Crazy. It's the lowest unemployment ever in the state of Tennessee. <laughs> and I laughed out loud. I said, Temple, it's unemployment because nobody's working because of all the federal giveaways. Yeah. And, and we've got people and... Because with the mandates, people who had followed the science, people who had educated themselves, people who had gone beyond the fake news, chose to lose their jobs rather than to subject their health, their future health, to those shots. And so those people left the workforce. And we had the largest number of people last August leading, leaving the workforce wow. than wow. in the history. So now to to falsely assert we have low <laughs> unemployment in Tennessee it's when there's a, a hiring now sign on everything because we have decreased the workforce yep. because of the mandates. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think, you know, I, I don't think we believe the fake news. I, I, I think if the CDC tells you ivermectin is bad for you, you better go buy some ivermectin. <laughs> uh, and I, and I actually think most people think that. but. I think the news part, what they don't tell you, is what you better worry about. The you know, I, I asked Dr. Shapiro because this is a point of news for me. Do y'all remember Fang Fang? Yeah, the Chinese lady that was sleeping with Swalwell. Yeah, Eric's oh, yes. Eric. Y'all well, I don't remember that. Yes. You remember that she supposedly was in with all the politicians. Right. You know what happened to her? Did she? She was in that jet in China that crashed and got killed. H- how does oh, nobody my. know? Yeah. Oh. oh my! That and, and Go, Google it. You, you, yeah. you, don't, you don't have to take my word for it. All over Google. Don't Google it. Go to DuckDuckGo. Yeah, du- yeah. That's all. <laughs> but <laughs> anywhere you go, anywhere you <laughs> yeah. go to search it, yeah. why isn't that news? Well, yeah. and let me let me tell you yeah. something too. That if you do now talking about Google and Wiki, um, Wikipedia and all these, if you will look at those, they have changed the definitions of words within the last two years. Oh yeah. yes. They changed the definition of vaccination, and they changed it from <clears throat> what had historically, traditionally, since the first one was with uh, cowpox, where they had taken you know in the smallpox that was started with cowpox, that they took that pustule and took some of that and inserted that, and that's yeah. a vaccine. It's a um, an attenuated portion of the actual virus that's weakened to the point that your body recognizes though and creates that immunity uh now it's an mrna they actually are changing changing our vocabulary so when you go to their research links yep that you do not get truth anymore and they have totally changed it and if you have access to previously uh published truth 
Yes. Then you can contrast it. There's a great chiropractor that does a lot of YouTube videos, Eric Berg. Yes. He does some excellent videos, and he's, I was so amused at the way he puts it. He says, you know, if you're worried about COVID, and uh, a lot of people are, he said, I would tune in to what the government and other so-called authorities are telling you. And pay careful attention to what they're telling you, and do the exact opposite. <laughs> well, you got to be in today's environment. We have to be cautious. I mean, one of the we were talking about um, uh, you know scripture and some of those things before. Right. But one of my favorite scriptures is it says, um, "Even the most elect among them will be deceived." Yes. And yeah. in many ways, the most elect means the most well educated. Yeah. But a lot of what we're having to do right now is navigate through obvious deception. This is you know obviously it's deceptive if they say unemployment's down. But yet, I mean, I've got a lot of patients that are business owners, large and small businesses, and I love to ask every one of them, you know, do you have enough workers? Do you have enough staff? It's a, it's a big goose egg, you know, none of them tell me that they've got plenty of people. They're see, all looking. It's yeah. theoretically then unemployment's down. <laughs> but what they're not saying is the actual body of people who are willing to go into these mandates yeah. has increased. So, yeah, everybody's working who wants to work or who's willing to enter that mandate environment, yeah. which is illegal for the employee in Tennessee, employer, to ask they are not even supposed to ask what your status is, yep. but they're still doing it, and it is illegal, and they do not have indemnity for that. Yeah, they're fudging wow, the numbers. They, they, can, be they can be sued. They can be sued. They're yeah. fudging the numbers. Guys, I'm going to tell you from a, from, a, from a business perspective, and I know Janice knows this, and I know it's in the books now. If they raise the corporate tax rate, which they're talking about, um, and uh, the, uh, you can do that. If you if you want to and and, and whatever, <clears throat> but if you do that, mm -hmm. if you do that, and don't put a stronger tariff on Mexico or China, yeah. In the words of Ross Perot, that great swooshing sound you hear would be all your money That's going right. across the border. Well, sure. And yeah. and uh, because when you can, when you can take the raw material, and this is true today, and freight is high. But when you can take the raw material and send it to Mexico and make the product and send it back cheaper than you can make it in the United States, mm -hmm. you've got a storm brewing. Mm -hmm. sure you do. Keith, I think... I, I, I just want to ask real quick, and I'm asking because I just heard this a day or so ago, that, uh, and there's so much that's coming out of the um, Washington, D.C. that's not legally coming out. These are or executive orders in areas that he has no power for executive orders, such as Obama with the DACA. He had no authority to do what he did. That has to be a legislative initiative. Right. But I heard that Biden had removed the tariff on China. I think so. And, and you know, uh, we know that, that Trump had put in that tariff and was, and that was part of the reason China wanted so much to get rid of Trump. Oh, no and, doubt. And, um, and everybody I, did. Everybody did because he was making sense and doing what was right by America. Yeah, but he wasn't on the inside. No. You no. know, he's the first outsider we've really had elected president. Praise the and Lord. They, and they literally destroyed him mm -hmm. uh, the, because he wasn't on anybody's team. And I yeah, the he was on the Americans' that. team. Yes, he right. was on the America, right. the uh, workers. Actually, the workers in America. And, and you, you know, if you can sit here today, I don't care who you are. Mm -hmm. If you can sit here today and tell me 
he wasn't the best president we've had. And I'll throw Ronald Reagan in there. Mm -hmm. I uh, I, I, I'm not saying the best Republican president. I'm not the best president. If you can look me in the eye and say that today, there's literally no hope for you. He did more in one term having to fight a thousand different fake fights and false information and no help from the Congress, no help from the Senate, no, no help from the House of Representatives. He was a single man show in, in working against all the fake odds of Russian collusion and and the the internal swamp and yet he was able to accomplish and the day that he recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Amen. I mean, How many have said that? <laughs> everyone had promised it. Everyone had promised. Oh, this is all the bushes. All the bushes promised it. Yep. But they're big pharma folks. Oh, and, they, no doubt. and so when you when you look at him and when <clears throat> this is this is the best inside story. And I'll let go. When he was there about to sign allowing the uh, research to be done to build the uh, embassy in Jerusalem and the, the person he had put, Donald J., and he stopped and he said, how much is this going to cost? And they said, well, it'll take a number of years and it probably will be several billion. It was like two, three, four billion. I don't remember the exact number, but it was a significant number. And he said, we own a building in downtown Jerusalem that could be converted for $250,000. I mean, he was in building. He knew business. Yes. He knew real estate. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> he said, boom, boom, no. He says, I'm not authorizing you to look for property when we already own prime property and a building on it. And that's how we opened the embassy in Jerusalem in record, record time. time yeah. And at way under what... And if he had signed that document, do you think that the embassy would be there it never yet? Got done. It would never have gotten done. Let me tell you this. In the Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. book, <clears throat> The Real Anthony Fauci. <laughs> yes. Now, he has some statements about President Trump that are kind of unkind. Well he doesn't he doesn't like him, I guess. But yeah. but it's a personality. It's more of a personality clash than a policy thing. So I can kind of put up with that. But what he does in the rest of this book to Fauci, Gates, oh, yes. and the other members of the swamp, including, as Keith said a minute ago, Republicans yes. that are in this mix. The one mistake that President Trump may have made, big mistake, was not realizing how dangerous Fauci and Big Pharmacy, Big yes. Pharma, are. Yeah. Because well, let, let me tell you a, a quick story here. This is from uh, Dr. Carberry, who spoke to the Tennessee Chiropractic Association uh, continuing education thing one time a few months ago, but he says. You know what? An insurance company, health insurance company, did uh, uh, some research into patients or they're, they're covered who were chiropractic patients. And you know what they found? They found that those people were generally healthier. They didn't take as many drugs. You know, they got over stuff faster, and you know they cost us less. So you know what they did the next year? They dropped yep. chiropractic. And people, what? And, <laughs> and I raised my my hand and said, uh, Dr. Carberry, could could this represent the uh, possibility that that uh, big health insurance is not really in the health insurance business. He looked at me, pointed his finger, and said, yeah, I think we can make that point very strongly. So what well, business in the health what, insurance business. What business they're in is pharmaceuticals. <laughs> pharmaceuticals. Yes. They are dwarfed yes. by the by the money of big pharma. Big and pharma. and folks let me say this. If you need a drug, honestly, if you need a medication, 
I want you to have it. Yes. Yeah, you know, I'm a chiropractic physician. I had to, I've had to have the help of good medical doctors. Sure. I've had to take medications during my life, and I've been grateful for them. But when you can avoid the use of a medication with something that's cheaper, faster, safer, you know, and more effective. Yeah, more hey, exactly. Real quick, Doc. Um, one of the biggest passions that you know you and I have talked a lot about is just how far-reaching and how far back the corruption goes in healthcare with big pharma. Oh, yeah. And some of those things, you know, way, way, way before COVID. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you don't mind, tell the story of the Wilkes suit real quick. We've got about five minutes before we go okay. to a break. real quick. I'll refer back to the, the Robert F. Kennedy Jr. book, The Real Anthony Fauci, for this. He talks about how the, um, you know, the oil magnate, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but anyway, he discovers a side uh, use of petroleum products. Okay. Uh, drugs. Well, what do we do with these side products? Yes, pharmaceuticals, that time, made by drugs. Okay, I mean, made from oil uh, residues. Okay, that's great. Now, how do we get people to take this stuff? One of the things you do is to suppress any non-drug alternative, such as chiropractic. Eliminate this, the competition. Yes, this goes back to <laughs> 1924 when the American Medical Association uh, started its campaign using their words to, quote, contain, eliminate, and destroy the chiropractic profession. They didn't want anything getting in the way of their selling or their prescribing or selling of the drug. Yes. Well, anyway, um, over a period of years, this ramped up into, I guess, around the late 40s, uh, where the American Medical Association was openly referring to the chiropractic profession, you know, in very negative terms, just total mm -hmm. quackery and, and so on. And um, another ramp up occurred, uh, let's see, uh, 1976. I hadn't been a chiropractic patient, but I guess about six years at that point in time. Yeah. Dr. Chester Wilk tried to refer one of his patients, Dr. Wilk, chiropractor, chiropractic yes. physician, tried to refer a patient to a hospital. He knew that that person needed medical intervention, and the hospital really gave him a hard time. They refused to see the patient. Wow. Yeah. No self-respecting medical uh, practitioner will see a chiropractic patient, a patient who has been to a, a chiropractor. Okay. <clears throat> well, anyway, they, this continued, this dialogue that began uh, left uh, Dr. Wilk rather angry. Yep. So he filed suit against the American Medical Association, American Hospital Association, others, I think and uh, was later joined by, I believe it was four other chiropractors mm -hmm. who had similar experiences. And it took 11 years, folks. But Dr. Wilk and... Uh, 11 and his, years. 11 years. But this was when they, the Judge Susan Getzendanner, the federal judge that decided, made the uh, call on this, said, oh, no, American Medical Association, you're guilty. You know, you will... Do the right thing here. You're going to pay these people a, a huge penalty, a million dollars, and you're going to publish an apology in the journal of the American Medical Association. Boy. Well, they took it to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said, nah, the, uh, your case is without merit. Forget it. You're, you're, you're going to do it. <sighs> they did it. But, and we were all thinking, holy mackerel, this is it. The sky is going to open up. Things are going to change. Finally, we're going to be respected. Yeah. Yes, you know? yeah, because we do. And, and for heaven's sakes, folks, we want you to go to the right doctor. If it's not in our field, okay. Yeah. But 
if you want something a little more holistic, you know, if you can find a chiropractor that, you know, is more into the holistic approach and everything, please consider that as well. But at any rate, Dr. Wilk and, and the plaintiffs won. They won. That's but, awesome. But the world, Dr. Mercola said that the prejudice and the bias the discrimination didn't stop. It merely went underground. Yes, and mm-hmm. so a lot of people mm-hmm. are thinking, man, this just came out of nowhere with COVID, but the yeah. corruption goes way, way, way back. Yeah. But with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, transition to our first commercial break. Thank you guys for listening in, and please stay tuned. The point of using nuclear weapons on Ukraine. More on that grim warning from Fox's Jared Halpern in Washington. Russian President Vladimir Putin could resort to low-yield or so-called tactical nuclear weapons as part of the invasion of Ukraine, CIA Director William Burns says. Given the potential desperation of uh, President Putin and the Russian leadership, given the setbacks that they've faced so far militarily. U.S. officials believe the war in Ukraine is shifting to a new phase, with Russian troops expected to focus on the Donbass region in eastern Ukraine. This week, President Biden authorized $800 million in military aid targeted to defending that region. Jared Halpern, Fox News. The National Republican Party has ended relations with a group that has been organizing modern presidential debates. GOP Chair Ronna McDaniel issued a statement saying the Commission on Presidential Debates is biased. She also said the RNC is not walking away from debates. We are walking away from the CPD. The party's been calling on the commission to reform after it selected a debate moderator in 2020 who had once worked for then-candidate Joe Biden. Fox's Jill Nato in Washington. It seems that most Americans find that the process of confirming a Supreme Court justice has gotten too political. A USA Today Ipsos poll finds that nearly 7 in 10 of those polled see Supreme Court confirmations as more about politics than substance. The poll of about 1,000 people conducted on Tuesday and Wednesday followed the Senate confirmation of Supreme Court Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson. Fox's Tanya J. Powers. America is listening to Fox News. I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall, if you're allergic to pork, or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. Sunday is Easter, which means lots of candy. And Fox's Gianna Gelosi tells us Americans have strong feelings about which sweets they like the most. Instacart surveyed more than 2,000 people to find out what kind of Easter candy Americans love the most. Claiming the top two spots in baskets and hearts, Cadbury cream eggs and peanut butter eggs. 
When combined, they're the top candy in each state across 88% of the country. The top five is rounded out by Easter jelly beans, mini chocolate eggs, and Hershey's Kisses. Peeps have caught some slack on social media in recent days and land in the number nine spot. A quarter of Americans surveyed say they eat the marshmallow chicks and bunnies out of tradition, even though they're among their least favorite Easter candies. Gianna Gelosi, Fox News. And speaking of religious holidays, today is Good Friday. When Christians remember the crucifixion of Christ. Sundown marks the first night of Passover when Jews celebrate their escape from slavery in Egypt. Get ready to pay more if you're buying a new home. Home prices jumped in the first quarter of this year. Fannie Mae's National Home Price Index says prices rose at an annual rate of 20%. The index includes all single-family properties in the U.S., excluding condos. The acceleration in prices is at the fastest pace in the 47-year history of the index. The report speculates home buying demand picked up with buyers looking to complete a purchase before rising mortgage rates. Ginny Selda, Fox News. One of hockey's greatest players has died of cancer. Hockey Hall of Famer Mike Bossy scored 573 goals in 752 career games, all with the New York Islanders. The man who ranks 22nd on the NHL's all-time goal-scoring list died after a battle with lung cancer. Fox's Jared Max. And I'm Roger Stern, Fox News. All right, welcome back. Again, I'm Dr. Brad Shapiro with Ultimate Health. We have three special guests. We've got Senator Janice Bowling with us. We've got Dr. Jerry Anderson, and we've got Keith Hayes. Appreciate you guys listening in. The first half of the show, we talked a lot about, um, uh, well, all kinds of stuff, but a lot of it was just getting into just the level of corruption in healthcare, in politics, in the world we live in, how careful we have to be in terms of who we listen to, and and what we do for our health of ourselves and our families. We reference the real Anthony Fauci as one of our references along with other things. But in the second half of the show, one of the things I want to pose to, uh, to the panel that we have is where do we go from here? Um, I know for me, I've talked to a lot of different doctors, chiropractors, medical doctors, naturopaths, and a lot of the conversation is, you know, listen, there's been some people that have been hurt with, with COVID. They've been hurt with the vaccine. They've been hurt with both. What can people do moving forward um, for their health? What can they do moving forward if they want to have some sort of impact on what's going on in, in circumstances of the world or their local communities? But what can people do moving forward uh, for their health and just to make a difference? Well, Dr. Spiro, we are here today not because we like to stir up trouble or yeah. anything. We love our country, sure, and we would like to do whatever little part we can. Maybe it would be a big part. I'd, I'd yes. be pleased if it was. And nobody's getting paid to, to do this yeah, show. To help get us back know. on the right track. But I'm, I'm going to, spoiler alert here, I'm going to read you the last one little short sentence from The Real Anthony Fauci by Robert F. Kennedy, Jr. Join with us to take back our democracy and our freedom. I'll see you on the barricades, mm. Robert F. Kennedy, Jr. Now, whatever side of the political fence you're on, and this man's a Democrat. Yes. But he has spoken some serious truth in this book. He has given a template, sort of, on how to get back to not only a safer, more secure, economically strong America, but a healthier America. And one of the things that we do is stop relying on the idea of, oh, well, just get sick and then go see the medical doctor. Dr. Giddens, great guy, 
family doctor back home. Doc, why am I getting sick all the time? This is me as a teenager. Why am I getting sick all the time? Why do I have recurrent strep infections and everything? Oh, you're just one of those unlucky people, Jerry. You're susceptible to that. But isn't this some stress do this? And what can I eat that will make me healthy? Oh, don't worry about that crap. Just you know, if you get sick, come see me. Yep. Well, and that was the mindset. That the was the time. mindset. Yeah. That was the mindset. And he was a good medical doctor. He yes. did some, some serious good. But he also told me one day in, in one of the drugstores there, as I was standing reading an article about this strange kind of doctor called a chiropractor, I said, Dr. Giddens, look at this. This, this is a, a different kind of a doctor, a chiropractor. Chiropractor? Don't ever go to one of the, those damn quacks. They'll kill you. <laughs> and, and so anyway, about five years later, I ended up going to a chiropractor, and it made all the difference in the world for me. But anyway, the point that we're making, and Kennedy talks about this, Fauci, with his uh, barricade against non-drug types of, of therapies and healing, including acupuncture, nutrition, holistic medicine, and chiropractic. Yes. Well, this is what we want to reverse. We want to get people to stop thinking in terms of, well, there's a drug, there's an antibiotic that will cure everything. There are some good antibiotics, and thank God for them. But if you can stay healthy in the first place so that you don't need that antibiotic, how do you do that? You pay attention, for one thing, to what you put in your body, yes. what you eat. Preventative you pay, maintenance. You pay attention to you know your sleep habits and lots of other things. And not only that, but who was it, the, the, the Yale University medical doctor researcher who coined the term neuroimmunology? Yes. There is a connection between your spine and your joints functioning properly and your state of health, and he can take mm -hmm. you right through the, the pathway to get there. Yes. So alternatives like that including getting the, the environment a little bit safer when it comes to uh, the, the toxicity, like Keith was talking about moments ago, yeah. in our food system. Yes. We folks, we do need to go a little bit more organic, apparently. Yes. Mm -hmm. But more on that as we go, but that's one possible solution. And a lot of what I hear with that is just laying down that right health uh, foundation. Yes. Yeah. You know, just, uh, you know, for us as chiropractors, there's a chiropractic lifestyle where Dr. Anderson and I, we, we swap adjustments every single week. We try to eat organically. We take select supplements. We exercise. We drink water. We get plenty of rest. Um, not to take anything away from other things like, you know, ivermectin or, or other treatments or whatever, but the, but the foundation is so huge. And as Keith pointed out, in many ways, ivermectin is uh, preventative. In the um, but yeah. is your foundation solid? I don't think you're going to go wrong with that strategy, whether you're talking about foundation as an athlete or as a business or with your health. Um, but I would have killed for just somebody to get on TV and say, folks, get some good rest. Rest yeah. is critical with your immune system. Yes. How many people have we known that have gotten sick because they've burnt the candle at both ends? In the interest of full disclosure, i got to tell you, I did eat the bacon double cheeseburger <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> was all I could get. But I did have my green vegetable drink with me. There you go. So we kind of... You, know, you canceled it out a little bit. Canceled it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Right. We, we cut back on it a little bit. Yeah, I would like to say from somebody that does both. So I have Dr. Shapiro at my place uh, three days a week, and also have a medical clinic. Yeah, uh, great people. And, and great I've people. been on the uh, I've been on the side when Dr. Shapiro first came. I had a medical people uh, that had been in the brainwashed side of not so much believing in the uh, chiropractic side right. but the group we have today they are firm believers in both of them Amen. just as dr shapiro is and with the right mindset yes those two can work 
way better together Work than they wonders. can apart. That's uh, a great point. Uh, they're well they're in the same office, and they'll recommend either way. Uh, if if you've got if you have people that are uh, not concerned about money or whatever and truly treating the patient, if Dr. Shapiro thinks they need medical attention, he will tell them they need to go to the medical side. Mm -hmm. And uh, and the same for the medical side. They 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 they're not drug pushers. Yeah, and, no, they're not. And if they've got people with low back pain, before they'll prescribe oxycontin or a hydrocodone, they will reference them. Praise to the Lord. And I yeah. and I can tell you clinically, I mean, it's just it's a dream come true because it's when they need medical intervention. I'm so thankful to be able to refer them to somebody that I know is going to have their best interests at heart and do the best they can to take care of them. I think they feel the same way about us. Um, but a lot of this stuff, one of the things I hear when, when Keith uh, talks about that is I think a lot of it's motives. You know, the, the Bible says nobody knows the heart of man but, uh, but God, and in many ways he knows our motives. Mm -hmm. Doc, are we, and, the only ones, are we the only ones that have the chiropractor and the medical in the same building that you know suspect. of? I I've not heard of that. There, well, there, I, it's, there are, it's the healthiest. I mean, there are, there are multidisciplinary clinics, but this is the healthiest clinical environment I think I've ever been in, honestly, Don't in terms know. of... Let, diversity. Let me, what jumps out at me because, um, as we all know, once health care became free, nobody oh. can afford it. Right. And, uh, <laughs> it. And so when you look at what it used to be with the doctor you were talking about when you were a young man, a child, yeah. <clears throat> I want to use the words correctly now, child, somebody below the age of 18. Yeah. Um, he, at that time, physicians taught, and, I mean, treated you. They didn't just treat a code. Yes. But now physicians, by virtue of this free medicine and free health care, they're constrained to just treating a code. Yes. And you're more than your hurt toe. Yes. Yeah. The toe bone's connected to the knee well bone eventually, said. you know. That's so when true. you are able to look at the person in yes. toto, mm -hmm. then you're able to better understand what is causing this issue or hey, that you know, issue. You know a perfect uh, example of that. You go in to see your medical doctor. Oh, your cholesterol's a little high. Does that medical doctor think for one minute, I wonder what the thyroid status is here. Yeah. Because if you've got a sluggish thyroid, you may have elevated cholesterol. And if you need the cholesterol corrected, if you believe that way, you may need your thyroid corrected. So look at the whole body. Which whole that's body. the that's the beauty of the Viam Clinic because mm -hmm. I can honestly I can sit down with Vicky and which that she's the nurse practitioner at the Viam Clinic and mm -hmm. vice versa and her and I can actually have this conversation. Right. Right. We may not see things exactly the same way because there are differences in our training, but we can have that conversation about cholesterol mm -hmm. and work together and figure out what makes sense. But you know what's yeah. amazing to me is we always talk about following the money and. Uh, when, when I talk to other executives about what we're doing, it's what I don't understand. So, Janice, you, you let a good thing about since healthcare is free, no one's going to afford it. <clears throat> but on the average company, the average company per employee will spend about $12,000 a year. Mm. And, you, and if you just take, now, they will call that healthcare. Insurance is not health care. That's sick, sick care. care. So, it's so, sick care. <laughs> so, so, but if you take the average insurance premium for a family is about $1,100 a month. Now, depending on how much of that you pass on to the employee, but as a company-wise, ten dollars to $11,000, $12,000 is normally what you're going to pay per employee for sick care, which is health mm -hmm. insurance. Mm -hmm. You don't do anything else. So mm -hmm. 
at Viam, we're self-funded. And I think this is some of the things that we don't talk about enough. But we have a chiropractor, Dr. Shapiro there, every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We have a medical clinic uh, that's managed by one of the best surgeons around, Dr. Van Winkle and, and his PA, Vicki and Sonia. They're there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We have our own, our own facility for them. That's a huge cost. Yes. Uh, okay, so it's a big cost, and you could say that. We also have a health fitness nutritionist that works with wow. our weight people. We're self-funded. Mm-hmm. We average, depending on the year, between $6,500 and $7,000 an employee. That we is have a as good insurance as any of the help the employees. Yeah, you cut it in it's, half. And I'm talking about that's with us paying the full medical clinic, the health, nutrition, fitness, and salary. Wow. We have a full gym and our health insurance because you still have to have health insurance. Uh, Keith, you, you, you've hit a real important point. Go ahead yeah. and finish, though. But, I, but I want to respond that's, to that. That's, that is four to $5,000 an employee cheaper than most companies. Yes. And, and if any company will call up, if there's anybody listening, and they want to call up and say, well, we don't pay that, then I'll promise you, you're passing on most of your insurance costs to your employee. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 or, or you've got just real poor insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. w- one of the two. This has to do with uh, the, the mindset. And I think uh, it may have been Malone that was talking about the mass hysteria mm-hmm. uh, propaganda type relationship there. What I forget the exact term. But anyway, I had a patient one day, nice lady. Uh, she'd been hurting for seven years with a shoulder and neck problem. Yeah. Well, how are you doing today, Miss Something? Oh, I'm, I'm better. I'm a lot better. I said, well, that's great. And she said, something must be helping. And I said, wait a minute. You've been, you've been hurting for seven years. You've been through a half a dozen medical doctors. Nothing helped. And you've been coming to my office for two weeks, and now you're wonderfully better. And you say, something must be helping. Can I get a little credit Yeah, here? how about a little credit for me? How about a little credit for chiropractic? Yeah. And she laughed and said, well, yeah, I guess that's true. But anyway, it, the point was, and it was a good-natured exchange, of course, but the point was, I, I wanted to make this point. People are so, I guess just, I hate to say the term brainwashed, but they, they've got this deeply held... A, me- a medical model in their mind that if it's not a pill and if it's not surgery, it can't be real. Well, they can't see stuff Stevie Wonder said. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you another amazing step. I'll tell you another amazing step. I offer anybody to come to our facility. Dr. Spiro sees 200 some people a month. Um, our people work extremely hard. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe it, come run a sewing machine and so 680 industrial sized pieces a day. If you've ever watched sewing oh, yeah. a mat as big as a human like this, yeah. and just think about when you talk about repetitive yeah. motion. Yeah. He's talking about floor mats. Yeah, just yeah. Floor, uh, yeah automotive yeah. floor mats, I'm sorry. Yep. And uh, I'll give you a stat that will shock you in industry today. When we brought on Dr. Shapiro, uh, and we had the medical clinic too, but when we had just had the medical clinic, we had the medical clinic before we had Dr. Shapiro, we had soft tissue issues, uh, mm-hmm. injuries. Mm-hmm. Soft tissue injuries, carpal tunnel, back, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to say it's been four to five years since we've had a soft tissue injury in wow. our facility. 
You, Hallelujah. You, Hallelujah. Chiropractic <laughs> works. Yes. Hey, I'm Anybody want to see those? I'll be glad to show. These are hard numbers. Yes. One, oh, yes. Of, one of your uh, people there, one, your management staff came to me one day at a political meeting. You're Dr. Anderson. Yeah. Thank you so much for bringing Dr. Shapiro to us. He's done so much good. <laughs> anyway. He, he was very kind to me, too, in that statement, but that was so funny. I feel like, you know, and we're talking about in the second half of the show, kind of what do we do moving forward, what's the solution. Yeah. Could you tell just kind of the Cliff Notes version of how the Viam Clinic came to be, kind of the original thought yeah. process? Because I feel like a lot, Viam, that, that clinic represents, at least in part, a lot of the, the new mindset that we need to mm -hmm. adopt. Yeah, the clinic kind of came in part when, when I was over to the California facility, and we would have somebody get hurt from from safety side, and then it would turn in, they'd, they'd break a finger, and that would turn into a half a million dollar claim because in the state of California, they, they rule sexual dysfunction, then they'll divorce their wife, <laughs> even though they'll stay at home with her, say you rent their family, et cetera, et cetera. That, that, that's a lot of reasons we're no longer in California as well, but <laughs> but I would get so mad being the, the head executive behind having to fly to California mm -hmm. and get all these depositions, and then they would say, well, we can't use it because you sound like a redneck. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, but we would still do it. Did you say bless your heart? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but then, you, you know, I woke up one day and I said, you know, you dummy, uh, you, you, you're getting mad at the system. You've got to quit breaking the finger. Yes. And uh, so it changed my whole outlook on safety, and I came and implemented a safety program, but I still didn't get rid of the soft tissue injuries. Uh, but anyway, one day I'm sitting there, and Janice will know how this is in the state of Tennessee because we've got more <laughs> insurance companies in the world. But every year you go and you negotiate your insurance premium. Mm -hmm. And it's just like pulling teeth. And they come in and they say, well, your claims were high, and uh, uh, you were going to have to go up 15 to 20%. And you're either faced with you're going to absorb that as the company or you're going to pass it on to the employee. Mm -hmm. None of those are good for business. Mm -hmm. And it just got on, and I... And, it just kill me every year. I'd go in these negotiations and it destroyed me. It just mentally stressed me out. Yeah. And and then I'm sitting there one night and I said, You idiot. You've got to get people healthy. Yeah. You're fighting the uh, system. Yes. You've got to get yeah, you well, gotta get well. people healthy. And uh so I started with the medical side and then uh I had some people I've never been to a chiropractor in my life, by the way when I met Dr. Spiro. And uh, so me being the kind of person I am, I said, Dad, I gotta go I gotta Check meet you out. and you're gonna have to adjust me adjust because me. I thought you guys <laughs> were all bone crackers. I ain't been brainwashed. That's the yeah. mindset. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. If I'm telling any lie to this. No, so no. I go into his office over here in Winchester and, and uh, I get adjusted and he and I were able to work out a deal and um, the results are amazing. I mean, yeah. we, we have a, this year we have a zero point, we, we haven't had an injury in six months, but um, it's, it's uh, I'm telling you, unhealthy people will get hurt at work. Mm -hmm. And now let me tell you, if you are an unhealthy person at work and you start hurting, what is the best way and the cheapest way for you to get out of it? It's to file a worker's comp claim. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not to say, oh, I'm unhealthy and my back's hurt. It's to say, I've hurt my back at work mm. because then I can get paid to be off of work and get free medical care. So so the decision, if you don't have healthy employees, you put the employee in 
they'll make the wrong decision every time because they'll make the best monetary decision for them. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so that is how the Viam Clinic all started. Wow. And uh, it's been insanely successful. Do you, do you know that I have probably somewhere in my attic in a cardboard box a thank you letter from a health insurance company, a, a workers' comp? Mm. Because it's all the truth. I said, yeah. well, this percent, you know, is associated with probably repetitive use, but this is pre-existing, this portion. Of, yeah. They actually sent me a thank you note. I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> but Janice, do you remember, I'm talking to Senator Janice Bowling here, <clears throat> it was Capitol Hill Day, or let's see, what we call it? Uh, Hill, Day on the Hill. Day yeah, on the Hill, yeah. With chiropractic, where we go and try to talk about chiropractic solutions. And Janice said, well, what do you think about Epsom salt soaks? And I said, a very good idea. But did you know that probably, according to Dr. Russell Blaylock, uh, brain surgeon, retired brain surgeon, and uh, holistic nutritionist now, um, 60 to 70% of America is deficient in the mineral magnesium, and it goes undetected because <laughs> the serum level that always gets tested is minuscule. It's only 1% of the total. It's primarily intracellular. Exactly. Primarily inside right. the cells. So you can have a blood level, a serum level, it looks yeah. just fine, but your heart could be seriously deficient in magnesium. Your muscles deficient in magnesium. So I'm telling Janice this, and the guy walks up and says, hey, what are you guys talking about? And well, we're just talking about possible widespread magnesium deficiency, and it's likely, association not proven, but likely association with sudden cardiac death syndrome, street, uh, uh, um, what else? Strokes, seizures, depression, suicide, all manner of kidney stones, all yeah. manner of inflammatory stuff. And it goes on to take, he said, wait a minute. The author you're quoting is 100% correct. I'm Senator Nicely. Yeah. Frank Nicely. <laughs> so, but, I have a personal yeah, story yeah, about but, this. But, yes. but, <clears throat> yeah, he, this is great. He says, but uh, I, in my day job, I'm a soil scientist. Mm -hmm. I'm a okay. great soil scientist. Interesting. I, I can guarantee that the author you're quoting about magnesium deficiency in our soil is right. He said, but I've got another personal thing here. I had a heart arrhythmia that didn't respond to anything. I even took magnesium orally for a while, but must not have been absorbing it properly because it didn't, didn't change anything. But I managed to talk my medical doctor into giving me a magnesium IV drip. Yeah. The arrhythmia went away immediately. Mm -hmm. That was so, awesome. Holy mackerel, what a story. But later talking to a Vanderbilt cardiology nurse, I said, ah, it's a couple of years later, are you anywhere near on the same page with us when it comes to uh, widespread undetected magnesium deficiency and heart issue. Mm -hmm. Oh boy, are we! The first thing we do when we get a suspected heart patient in is start them on a magnesium IV drip. Yep. And wow. uh, yeah, no. I couldn't believe it. And she said, "We call it our wonder drug because it takes care of so many things on the front end." Mm -hmm. Now, guess what? You got to have in, in order for vitamin D to metabolize properly. Magnesium. Magnesium. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I rest my case. Well, yep. let let me let me rest my case with you as well as particularly with senator frank nicely uh several years ago <clears throat> i was going in for a routine blood work and they couldn't get my blood they they could not get my blood and um i ended up having to go to the hospital to a lab several days later after multiple attempts and i was talking to frank about it frank's a good friend and he said you might be deficient in magnesium mm. he said listen we we give our cows magnesium all the time it keeps everything else in balance mm -hmm. and he said if you get your magnesium straight a lot of things will straighten out 
I immediately began taking magnesium and have been now for several years. And uh, it, it, it is just something that it's one of those support uh, issues that you yeah. have to have yeah. in what your body you, what, that's, that's working for exactly. you. Exactly. What you have to do is go to the, the doctor and the lab and say, look, yes. are you listening? I want a cellular level. Yes. Mm -hmm. RBC. That's Red blood key. cell breakdown analysis of magnesium level for tissue level. Yes. Are you listening? Listen to me. You know, yep. Because it took me three tries. Yeah. Three different visits to get them to, to do it right. And mm -hmm. we're using a great lab. Yeah. Well, one of the, you know, one of the things, too, kind of go back to the theme of what do we do moving forward. But, you know, this is something that we've talked a lot about, Dr. Anderson, and this is, I think, a, a big part of what we're talking about is moving forward healthcare options are going to have to be cost effective mm -hmm. you know how yeah. how how cheap is a, a bottle of magnesium right. it's, going to, have to, be, it's yeah. going to have to be cost effective and these things are going to have to be clinically effective it's got to actually work you know and that's a lot of what keith was was siding with the biome clinic mm -hmm. you know cutting the, <laughs> the cost insurance wise per employee in half you know, by making those changes, again, Improving that's... Improving the health. Yes, yes, it's, it's, it's cost-effective. Not treating effective. the sickness. And yes, it's cost-effective, and it's clinically effective. Mm -hmm. And it as is. we always say, health is an individual matter. Take this up with your doctor, your yes. chiropractor, medical doctor, osteopath, yes. because you are an individual, and your specific health right. needs are what must be addressed, and that includes, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to the subject of COVID. Yes, that's right. Yep. That, as we're Great looking point, at doctor. this, as we go forward... Um, what have we learned over the last two years? And I think we have learned that each one of us is individual. You've got O negative blood. If you've got uh, different things, those types of things play into how you are re going to respond uh, to the virus. Yes. But it is a virus. And now it's morphed down into just another coronavirus, very contagious, but not very lethal at all. Some people have had it and never knew it. And what our personal story is, immediately we began taking vitamin D3, zinc, quercetin, and uh, those were the things that we knew that we had to do. And, but the D3 and the C and the zinc and the quercetin, I think Dr. Zelensky, had, Vladimir Zelensky had uh, told everyone that he had discovered that early on. Mm -hmm. But when you do that, then over the holidays, I got worn down. Okay. With a lot of different issues going on and just sure. really to the point. Stressful. That Stress and fatigue. Ended up and then spent like three hours walking through the Opryland Hotel. And not to discredit the Opryland, <laughs> but you feel like you're outside and you are in a Petri dish. Yes. With people from every tribe and every nation and moist, warm air. <laughs> and about three days later, four days later, I woke up and thought, mm, I'm not feeling right. And because I'm, I'm sensitive to how I feel. Yeah. And yeah. not in a, a paranoid type way, but, but I'm just yeah. aware. I need to watch this. I need to check that. Mm -hmm. And so we already had ivermectin. Our doctor had already made a prescription for us in case we were traveling and I didn't have access to it. Yeah. I began immediately taking the ivermectin. Uh, and that evening my husband said, where's my ivermectin? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so we both had gotten to the point. And within a matter of days, we were fine. My husband, of which I say this was a man issue, but I asked him, I said, are you still really this incapacitated or are you just a man? And he said, I think I'm a big baby. And so <laughs> I says, okay, put on your shoes. We're going for a two-mile walk yeah. and uh, out in the fresh air. But we're both fully recovered, praise the Lord. Yes. Uh, and But we're still keeping an eye open to those 
things that can be residual. Mm-hmm. I think we were blessed to get an Omicron because yes. the spike has gone away. I agree. And, and that was just a coronavirus. But as we go forward, we're going to have to each person be attuned to their health and recognize you want to stay healthy. You don't want to fight sickness. Yeah. And those are two different distinctions. Yeah, just uh, whether you're talking about in war or with your health, anytime you fall behind the power curve, mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. much more difficult to catch up. That's so right. if you'll maintain your health like what you did, mm-hmm. it's going to be easier to... This, this may surprise you. This is supportive of your statement. They're uh, from WND.com. Uh, CDC recommends ivermectin for most refugees entering U.S. <laughs> Media yes. still mocking uses of, quote, horse dewormer by Art Moore, published September 8, 2021. Ivermectin for promoting, quote, healthy resettlement. Mm-hmm. What was that source again, Doc? Art Moore, WND.com. Okay, so write that down. Art Moore. WMD. Yeah. Yeah. Whiskey November Delta. Okay. WMD. Yeah. There we go. Com. You can call Keith Hayes. I'll tell you. That's great. But you know, Doc, where do we go? Man, what what have we really learned? Um, because the next one's coming. Bill Gates has already told us. Yes. Um, and Bill Gates told us this one was coming. We've got an election coming uh, up, though. He'll create it, but... Uh, yeah, that's right. And we need a we need a reason to vote from home. Uh, You're right. But um, the the uh, I'm not sure what we've learned, and I worry about what we can do. And and I told Dr. Spiro had a guy's daddy passed away last night, and he'd been talking to me about a, a cancer treatment that I did for my mother-in-law. That's just been a true miracle. One day, if you want to talk about that, we'll be glad to. And it's dog warmer, not horse warmer. But uh, uh, mm-hmm. the. Uh, mm-hmm. But but I fear what we've learned. The um, I can just see a, an announcement of of uh, something that happened in Europe or or wherever, and I can see us instantly seeing another million people in masks. Um, yeah. W- will they change? Uh, ha- ha- have the majority of the people seen that this is a farce? Yes. Uh, and uh, and and you you know when we. We talk about it's interesting. So the airlines have been begging to get rid of masks, and the yeah. and the CDC can't. The CDC came out and said, "Oh, two more weeks." R- really, what is two more weeks? W- w- why is there two more weeks? And who asked these questions? And, and CDC has no official authority to tell you they can make a recommendation. They are not authorized to tell you that you have to do anything. That's, no, that's a great right, point. But, they, but they've made a point to follow it. Yeah. Uh, people the, are the, following the, it, yeah. and, but we don't have to. They are a political organization with strong ties to the FDA. We do not have to do anything other than say, yeah, but well... But I'm saying they're doing it. They're the doing it. You're right. Doing You're it. doing yeah. it as though it. as though they have authority. Right, and and uh, so I yeah. wonder what we've learned, and and I wonder where we go, and and I hope that what we're doing here makes something because we're we're not medical people, and and I think if if people throw common sense out to the wind, and if you'll just listen to anybody, and and um, you, you you know like what you had said is you, you know people say well. What's your authority? I don't, I don't have any authority, mm-hmm. and but I can tell you this: I, I don't trust Dr. Anthony Fauci, and I did listen to Dr. Pierre Corey mm-hmm. uh, um, because he made a common sense thing, and I was not going to put an experimental drug in my body. That's right. Yes. And uh, but I worry about the people that know people that 
have had people in their family that have died and they're they're still afraid of it. My dad died with it, but I know COVID didn't kill my dad. I I know what killed my dad. Mm -hmm. And um and and fortunately not fortunately, but unfortunately I've had people in my plant, my management team that had actually had a very high level manager in my team die with COVID. But I also think he received the same drug as my dad. Mm -hmm. uh, but none of us uh, still bought into the candy and had the fear. But man, it's out there. Yes. And and, uh, and uh, I don't believe because our pastor has told us that he would never shut the church down again. But there's still a bunch of churches that yeah uh, would, would well, do it all over. Well, too. let me let me say this. I did pass legislation in Tennessee. It is illegal for any governmental agency, department, blah, 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 to shut down a, a church because that is First Amendment rights. Yes. And I had a fellow senator say, oh, I don't like your bill, Senator Bowling, because people can't go to soccer games and they can't go to football games. Why should we, why should we let them go to church? If that doesn't scare you scootless, you weren't <laughs> listening. Brothers. You weren't yeah. listening. Well, let me leap back to this. The book, The Real Anthony Fauci by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he, <laughs> he talks about a way to go on this. Mm -hmm. But he also documents the fact that Anthony Fauci has been tooling up for this along with the deep yes. state connection yes. for decades. For decades. They've had, rumor, they've had every manner, but boy did he strike gold when it came to COVID. They finally got the pandemic. They finally got the public dependent on them to the extent that they wanted what? for a while. For a, but for a they're, short while. they're tooling up to try to do it again to yes. uh, keep you, as Keith said, yes. voting from home. In other words, they want to be able to stack the the effects of the election coming up because they know their policies are hated by Democrats, Republicans, Independents. A huge yes. majority of people mm -hmm. do not like what they have done. Yes, they see what they've done is stupid, one, and one they want to correct it. One thing that I want to touch on, too, along these uh, same lines of what's the impact going to be, but what about the kids? What about children uh, that have been wearing masks and isolated? And, yeah, God help us. Uh, uh, these children, I have talked to some of these children, yeah. and many of these children are thoroughly disgusted. And even a 10-year-old child said, you know, they use fear to control people. Yeah. Praise the Lord for yeah, they a 10-year-old to see that yeah. because they're not confused mm -hmm. with all of the I shouldn't think this or they shouldn't say this or whatever. It was apparent to them yeah. and uh, that it was that fear was being used to control people and they didn't like it. And, and they also had choice comments about Fauci and about Biden. Yeah. These children knew that things were different yes. before. Yeah. And they're yeah. young, and their little frame of reference is very small, very mm -hmm. few years. But they can sense the difference from being free. Yes. And I think, once again, there's a whole new segment of Americans who are recognizing that our founding fathers were brilliant in what they did with that First Amendment and in the preamble. Mm -hmm. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Yes. That's common law. Yeah. That we are endowed by our Creator. Mm -hmm. With the certain inalienable rights, the teachers don't care. The teachers don't they, teach they this. They don't care what the the. You know, I saw Doctor Shapiro. Uh, you know, I hope my grandkids go to a private school, and if it's if I spend every last dime, they will. Uh, but not ever. 
child has that option. Yes. Uh, and and um, matter of fact, the majority of them don't. No. Uh, and, um, and these teachers, I, I, they don't care what these kids think, and they don't. Frankly, they don't care what the parents think. And, and uh, um, the. the They'll just force them on them, and and if you if you have to go to a public education institution, you're going to do what they tell you to do, or they'll just walk out, or you'll be yeah. called a terrorist. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that and that is why we go back to the original discussion about family, yes. the importance of family, yeah. and that is a strong father in the household. That's correct, and a mother who is nurturing because men, you know, knock it in the head and drag it home. You know, to eat, and women, God given, we are, we would die to protect that child. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, it's an instinct that comes on you the moment you held that child. Yes. Uh, you just know, I, this is something precious, and I'm responsible. I think that's a very important point. It starts in the home. Type it has mindset. to be in the home, yeah. and there can be homeschooling, which isn't expensive. And I did that for four years while my husband was on the school board. But I knew that what was being done in the school at that time was very dangerous and very uh, contrary to the developmental needs of the children. And so we kept our son home. And I had eight mothers call me within hours when they heard that saying, will you homeschool my child too? I said, it doesn't work that way, but I can show you how I'm going to homeschool him. The ability to do it now with computers is even... You know, I did it back in the 80s. Yeah. I think it. I think it really depends on the kid too, because I'll I'll use our son as an mm -hmm. example. You know, Jackson went to uh, a Christian school for mm -hmm. for several years, had a great experience. He did homeschooling for a year, mm -hmm. a great experience with that, and now he's actually in public school at Coffee County Mid Middle, and he's had a great experience. And he comes back to us and talks about. You know, Dad, I saw this and this, and it just doesn't add up. You know, right. and we and we get to have those yeah. conversations, and I, I think it really depends on the kid for sure. And I'll, I'm very thankful for that foundation that was built through this process. He got a lot of the word going to that Christian school. Um, we would emphasize it ourselves, but mm -hmm. a lot of it mm -hmm. came back to at the home. And I, I feel like for our son at least, I'm thankful that he can see the contrast and. You know, the Great Commission does say go out into the world. and But you um, don't but want to send your children as missionaries into a really dangerous situation, yeah. right. which I know you're not. Yeah, but, yeah. But I'm thinking because in Coffee County, we've been told that children are being told that they don't have to choose their gender to their 15. Yeah, and those are the kind of conversations that Jackson and I are having. And He's that, hearing this but stuff. But see, most he, parents mm -hmm. have... Children think that they're being taught what their parents were taught. Mm -hmm. Parents think the children are being taught what they had been taught. No. They're not. But no. Janice, you, you know this for a fact, and we talk about what you can do going forward. I don't live in Coffee County, but I do work in Coffee County. And I do believe in the last election, um, it was like 17% of the registered voters voted and there was like five school board members on there. And I'll tell you, from being in California, where I used to go twice a month, by the way, <coughs> you watch what happened in California. And uh, and I, th this is nothing against uh, uh, Mexicans, uh, but what, what I'm trying to say is people got to where they couldn't vote. Uh, they didn't vote for the school board. And all of a sudden, you had a Spanish-speaking Mexican on the school board. And then all of a sudden, two years later, you had two. And then about eight years later, you had a majority. What, and you one? know what they voted on? 
to make English the second language. Wow. Oh. So, so that is, and now all of a sudden, your English-speaking child is being taught in Spanish. And, and uh, so, so elections matter. Elections and, and, matter. And, and I'm talking about every single one of them. Yes. And if you don't think they do and you want to sit at home and you don't have a voice, this is what you'll get. Well, and, and what one generation allows in moderation, the next generation will embrace in excess. And you've just described that. You've just right. described that. Let That's me tell you point. something toward the, toward the end of trying to work together to come up with solutions. Mm -hmm. I want to mention my morning Rotary Club. Great guys. We're all over the place in opinions like, mm -hmm. you know, on the issues that we're talking about. And I hope if any of them are listening, they don't disown me or <laughs> throw a rock through my window or something. No, great people, seriously. And uh, we were talking yesterday, uh, one of the candidates for uh, uh, county mayor came by, and we're talking about education and homeschooling, this sort of thing. And I told him the story of, of Tupelo Jones. At this point in my life, I was 20 years old, and I was going to airframe and power plant mechanic school. Mm -hmm. I thought that would help my corporate career. I had a flight instructor, commercial pilot rating, and I, I was an early bloomer, I guess. But anyway, yeah. Steve Jones shows up one day, and he says, Hey, you guys know of any jobs around here? I just moved up from Tupelo, and I need a job. And I said to my friend Don, I said, Don, this poor guy's just moved up from Tupelo, <laughs> and he doesn't even have a job. Doesn't he know there's a recession on it? I'm yeah. kind of worried about this guy. Yeah. Don said, well, we'll keep an eye on him. He'll probably be okay. Two weeks later, I was working for Channel 3, you know, nights and going yeah. to school during the day. Yeah. And um, uh, within a week, Steve, we ca started calling him Tupelo Jones. Yeah. Redneck. Boy, you talk about a neck. His <laughs> neck was so red it was uh, like a rotating beacon. But anyway, <laughs> he said he had a job, all right. He'd gotten a job working half as many hours as I was working, making twice as much money. He was the resident manager of an apartment complex because he could do plumbing and electric, carpentry, uh, air conditioning, uh, heating and air, all this stuff. He could work on anything from a chainsaw to a diesel engine. He just wanted to learn how to work on airplanes. Yeah. And I asked him one day, I said, Steve, where did you get this, this level of, at, at the mere age of, of like 25, how did you get all these skills? He said, well, Jerry, one day my daddy put a wrench in my hand and said, son, I'm going to teach you everything I know. And he did. Yeah. Wow. Now, yeah. the point I told these guys, I said, look, we're talking about whether a kid should go to college or, or vocational school. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you go to vocational school and you end up like Steve, Tupelo Jones, you can put yourself in any degree program. You can get multiple degrees. You can get a doctorate degree and do it in style while you're making a good living yes. because you can do <coughs> things. You can actually do things. Yep. Mm -hmm. This is an important concept. And so yeah. nurturing from the mom, nurturing from the father, we must not get away from that. That's I, one of the things going forward. I think we really need to head toward one generation to the next. And I think that gets it. back to foundational what we were mm -hmm. talking about too. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, there's there's so much power in foundation, whether it's with health or the upbringing of a child right. or a business or whatever. Um, but I think one of those real foundational pieces is what the mother and father are pouring into the child. You know, you know, it's edu education to be education is crazy, man. I, I love interviewing these. These people who have a liberal <laughs> arts degree, yeah, and, they, and they're coming in or interviewing at a manufacturing facility, you know, and uh, you know they sit there and I'll say, you know, what exactly when you were going to school to get a liberal arts degree, 
what did you envision yourself doing in life? And um, they said, well, it was just the easiest path. Mm -hmm. You don't ever have any of them say, well, I, I thought I'd be an actor or a <laughs> newsman or what, what, news person or whatever. They always just say it was the easiest path. Yeah. Yeah. The and, path and, of least uh, resistance. And, and, and now they're, they're trying to get me to hire them into what I think is a complicated job. Well, uh, to that point, several years ago in Tennessee, higher education was reimbursed according to enrollment. <laughs> then they changed it. It was reimbursed according to graduation. Well, that sounds well good. You're doing that. Well, when Johnny and Susie on their sophomore year go to the counselor and say, I'm just going to drop out. I signed up to be an accountant or a whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and I didn't know it was going to be hard. I didn't know I was going to have to work to get that degree. And so uh, I'm just going to drop out. No, no, no. Have you considered psychology? Not to offend any psychologists that sure. might be listening. But that undergraduate degree in psychology, you can't even get a job at a burger place. I mean, there, there's no benefit to that. You're going to have to go on and get masters and doctorates and if you're going to have anything at all in that. However, it does make it for the colleges an easy way to graduate somebody at the path of least resistance. So then we had 60% of the enrollment at UT were graduating with degrees in psychology within a couple of years. Interesting. So then we had to change that. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you had to have alignment with jobs that would be available. So you couldn't have 60% in psychology. You had to have this quota, which is still not a good deal. Because if the child, the adult, because they're over 18 at that point, if they haven't learned that they need to apply themselves and to test their God-given talents and inclinations and skill sets mm -hmm. and get involved in that kind of a degree program or into the Colleges of Applied Technology, they're the best things we've got going in Tennessee for value and for results. You're actually going to have a hands-on capability yeah. And once you can think, yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's what we're looking for. Back to, who Keith's, can think. to Keith's point <clears throat> about uh, where do we go from here and your, and your question on that too, James. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things we need to redo is restore healthy, productive interaction with other human beings. Yes. Mm -hmm. Such as yes. church, such as the Morning Rotary Club or the Noon Rotary Club or mm -hmm. the Kiwanis, yes. whoever you want to, because one of the things that has killed people this is according to people like uh, Dr. Bhattacharya, I think, mm -hmm. uh, on uh, a recent broadcast. People that have been taught to, to isolate themselves, isolate. they have suffered tremendously in terms of mental health and the connection of mental health to physical health. Mm -hmm. And brain decline. Yes. You know, just mm -hmm. seeing those subtle cues and body language yeah. and yeah. interactions and touch and... I mean, all that stuff is key for brain function. But they run from challenges. They, instead of, you know, when you go, when we were all raised up. You know, I used to always want to be put in the worst job. When they come to me and they say, you know, you're, you're the only one we know. That, that, that's the I greatest that. compliment in the world. Yeah. You go get, they think you're picking on them now if you put them in, in, a, mm -hmm. in a tough job. And they don't want to be challenged and, and they don't want to hear different opinions. Because um, they think the work week should end at noon on Friday and start at noon on Monday. Uh, I've got some that, you know, I've, I've got some people that 
think that the next day they should come in late to make up for leaving early the day before. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I hear that from employees. And it's not unique to Vian, Keith. Everybody is saying, where's the work ethic? Yes. And, yes. And, and that goes back to parents. Yeah. We, we charged our children with chores. They had to do things. And that wasn't being ugly to them. That was loving them. Yeah. Parents have to help children grow up and mature. We're not raising children. We're raising adults. Yep. No, that's a great point. Um, it makes me think I've been exercising with my son Jackson, and he's 12. And one of the things I love about exercise is, I mean, just it is challenging. Mm-hmm. It, you do have to push through, and just there's a lot of life lessons that come mm-hmm. out of it. But he's planning on trying out for a, a middle school football. So I was getting him ready, and we were running <laughs> the other day. And about halfway through, he looks at me, and he says, Dad, I'm getting ready for middle school football, not the Army. <laughs> but, you know, just having to encourage him to stick with it yeah, and yeah. to push through. and Because, um, yeah, it's just it's not it, – it can be taught. I guess one of the points I'm trying to make is that type of work ethic can be taught so many different ways, but it has to be taught well, some way, somehow. One of the things we can do to help is to recommend this again, folks. You want to know oh, the yes. way forward. The Real Anthony Fauci by Robert F. Kennedy, Jr. This man's a Democrat. You know, of course, I'm Republican. I don't care if a man has a good solution. If he tells the truth, it's the truth. It's a solution. There is, there's information in this book that will absolutely, it will amaze Blow your you. Socks it off. will amaze you, and I hope this is a good place to start to know this. This, this is the go-to book mm-hmm. for documentation on areas which we have just discussed. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would strongly recommend that you check this out. The real Anthony Fauci, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever. This is apolitical. Yes, and I think that's an important point because mm-hmm. uh, you know, like we've talked about several times throughout the show, is just yeah. the the corruption goes <laughs> both sides. It does, you know? unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, we got we to do our best to to do the right thing, get the yeah. right folks in there to 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 represent us. And incidentally, yeah. Janice, Senator Bowling, thank you for your good work. Yes. I totally agree. Sure. Don't y'all think, don't you guys think it's kind of ironic that th- th- this is what bothers me that people will listen to these people. When COVID first started, you know, we were told everybody didn't need a mask. Then it went to two masks, <laughs> and then we went yeah. to there's you know there's no physical contact where we're all doing this fist bump yeah, and then we'll yeah. shake hands. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Carroll and I were still hugging and whatever, yeah. and, but yeah. we see you yeah. in the. Uh, but still today, when you watch. The people that are leading us today kisses the president and is tested positive for COVID. And we are told that because the kiss didn't last 15 minutes, <laughs> that would have turned it into more than a kiss. It wasn't close personal contact. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, people, if you're listening and believing and believing and being led by that, there's no hope. There's no hope for you. Now, I, di- I don't disagree with that, Keith, but let, let me interject one little thing that's in today's world in a country that is founded on Judeo-Christian principles, Yes. which is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, which is available to everyone mm-hmm. without cost, without... Uh, he, he, this weekend, we are celebrating, acknowledging that he already paid for it. Yes. And he paid for it on the cross, and then he rose again and defeated the final enemy, which was death. Yes. Until we internalize that and ask him for his indwelling in us through the power of his spirit 
That's why he had to go there so he could send the Spirit. If we don't have that, that's where my heart grieves because people are the blind leading the blind and they are totally uh, without the ability to discern. And in today's world, you've got to be able to discern. Yeah, that's an, that's sure. such an important point. I mean, the, the Bible says if we focus on the kingdom of heaven, yes. everything else will be added to us. So a lot of what we're talking about is what do we really zero in on? And mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. If we will focus on the kingdom of heaven. And truth. And truth. Which he embodies truth. With Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and life. Yep. If we'll focus on that, I, I really think the rest is going to unfold. One more thought on going forward. Um, Real Anthony Fauci, Dr. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., yeah, we're angry. I'm angry after reading this and mm-hmm. understanding mm-hmm. what has been done to our country. But we're not moving forward with anger no. at, at the folks. No. We, we love our country. We want everybody to be as healthy, happy, prosperous, and functional as we can possibly make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're looking for solutions. We're not looking for uh, leaders that are bought off no, by no, foreign no. powers, by news agencies that are owned by or bought off by foreign powers, yep. other entities, other institutions. There's a heartbeat. movies or basketball or whatever. Yeah, no, there's a heartbeat to this stuff. And, I mean, I think I can speak for, for everybody that, um, you know, we're doing this show to truly try to help. You know, mm-hmm. nobody on this show is getting paid. Um, we really don't have a lot to gain outside of just trying to, to help. I'm not getting paid? No. no. <laughs> I promised you a million. I wish you guys would figure out some way for me to get rich and famous I, before I, it's too late. I think some anyway. of the benefits that, as you're saying, where we are now, we have learned some lessons. Some people maybe have not accepted them, but we've learned we can't trust the government. The government, the people in government often have a self-promotional problems going on and so what we've got to do what we've got to do is to to connect with other people people that we respect people that we know have a good track record we've got to use some common sense we've got to examine things study things look at things and we can turn off the tv and you'll feel 100 percent better right away (laughs) Uh, turn it off go outside in the fresh air be with people be with your family do those things that bring you joy and bring you pleasure. Yes. Because what they tell you on TV is 99.9% lies anyway. Thank, thank Yes. And thank, you're trying to make it make sense. It won't. Yeah. <laughs> thank you to Jeff Pennington and WZYX. Jeff just gave me a quarter and said, here's your pay. Here's your <laughs> exactly. pay. You are rich and famous now. Yeah. Hey, yeah. do you know that Anthony Fauci tried to get Jesse Waters fired from Fox? Did, uh, you, did you know that? I had heard that, yes. Yeah. So free speech is another reason we're here, folks. Yes. It's Even if you disagree with us, yeah. we want to hear We want to hear your side, too. And that's a great point. I, you know, one yeah. of the things I, I try to do and I encourage people to do is just we can't live in an echo chamber. You right. know, so, I mean, I, I love hearing diversity of mm-hmm. thought, mm-hmm. but I also feel like I have a right to, to speak my opinions, Absolutely. too. i got to admit, um, I enjoy being validated once in a while. <laughs> I, feel, I feel very honored and validated to be with you guys. Yeah. But, you know, the, I was telling you guys about the death of my dad and I was telling Janice um, you know I'm I'm convinced that Redemsevere killed him and uh, the uh, and I'm the most anti-lawyer legal human living Um, (laughs) I'll promise you I just uh, I'm sorry I know there's a need but I I hate lawyers with a passion Uh, but I can tell you when 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 Dad passed and, and went on to say he, he January of 2021, uh, and I've been trying to 
get his records and um his medical records you know I, I don't know probably advertised on this radio station but if you guys will listen on every radio station every tv station you'll hear what is supposedly the largest law firm in america i have no idea where it is or it isn't morgan and morgan yeah. mm-hmm. and uh yeah you know i even called them and, and I, I said hey, I'm, I'm convinced this is what killed dad mm-hmm. number one dad had low kidney function when they gave it to him and it plainly says don't do that don't yes and you know they they wouldn't even take the case. Uh, they, they they just said there's nothing they can do. Remdesivir is an emergency use authorization. It's experimental, and supposedly he should have known. But this is your right, and we all have our personal cases going forward. Yes. But we've got to go to primary sources of information. So I'm glad yes. everybody wanted that today. Yes. I guess we're out of time. We are. Yes, we're out of time. Thank you guys so much for taking the, the time out of your busy schedules. Um, I hope the listeners enjoyed this. Uh, you can find uh, this uh, podcast. It's going to be.